0: You think about it; it's funny. Something I always chuckle about is, it's in. I think it's recorded in John's Gospel. It's the woman at the well, and when the disciples come back because they went into the city to go get food, right? And they come back and they're amazed at Jesus, you know, talking with this woman, and they're like, "Has anyone fed Jesus yet?" And (laughs) and Jesus is like, "I have food, you know, not of." (laughs) <laughs> and then they're like, did someone feed Jesus? Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> Where <laughs> was <laughs> the
2: food? Whose was We went to
0: go get the food.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did someone feed him? Right, yeah. You can <laughs> totally see them completely oh, missing very, like, the funny. point and just yeah. be like... <laughs> Well, where did you get food?
3: Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like, Simon's glob, like, I was uh, hungry this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, I just, it's moments that's like funny. that. I, I don't know why, but that specific moment, that I always awesome. just chuckle. It's, it seems so funny. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so you did he? So you were hiding? <laughs> <laughs> like what? I, yeah, I, I'm like, still <laughs> so lost. Oh, man.
3: Jesus is like, oh. <laughs> you
0: need
1: the metal, okay.
0: This is Shadowcast Radio. Way to
1: switch it up there, man.
3: Welcome back to another episode of Shadowcast Radio with your host, Owen Brazington, Preston Ackerman. Nathan Brazington, And we're hitting round two, actually round three yeah, sure. of our episodes with themes of the Bible.
0: Yep. And yep, Theme series.
3: I really enjoyed yours, Preston. I Praise thought you did a great job on that. You did. Outlining that. It was very thorough and man, it was man. really insightful. Praise the Lord. i good. And of course, I really enjoyed... Uh, uh, Timothy Brindle's yeah, episode Brindle as that, well. Jonah. Man, I love it when. Yeah, the book of Jonah comes so on.
0: It's fantastic. It's one of those, this is something that communicates something so extraordinary about the Bible. It's a simple yet profoundly deep uh, form of literature. Yeah. And, and you see that especially in the book of Jonah because we've always known that story if you grew up in the church. It's yep. so simple, like you remember it. And yet it is so deep as Tim showcased to us oh man! because when you understand scripture in terms of its uh, thematic details, then that really adds another layer of depth to the, the meaning of the scriptures. And yeah. so I think that was showcased well in the case of Jonah.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah he Although, did a great job. I have to apologize. I have misled our audience. Into- <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> which I time? Which t- Yeah. Which <laughs> time? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, well, your birthday. <laughs> well, that I'm one. Just, yes. I'm just a little upset you didn't even correct me last week. I
2: was trying to figure it out. I'm like, wait, when is this getting released? I don't think Maybe that's right. right or... I...
3: Well, I told I told our audience that uh, the day before we we released the last episode would be your birthday, <laughs> and that was not even close. It's oh, so, amazing. Yeah. Nathan,
0: do you want to just tell our audience when your birthday is? My so confidence the- misled nope. you. <laughs> Even I, I was led astray I, you by it is,
3: it is
2: within a one-month range of when Owen said it would be.
0: At least he had the month,
3: right? You nailed it, yeah. But
2: it's not... It wasn't within days of when
3: he was <laughs> I was way off. So, uh, it's amazing. Right. take so that what you birthday might. birthday incident. Yes. Anything else you want There's to confess that. on the show? Yeah, more?
0: Let's get your seat in the middle. We'll, we'll have a, let's a hot seat, seat moment. But
3: I will confess. Um, I thought... And and this is me speaking this in all humility. The thought, most humility. I thought my <laughs> my question on the app was pretty good. Oh it oh, was good. it was excellent. <laughs> it was seriously amazing. And so here's I like <laughs> your idea, Pete.
2: Here's what we're gonna do. Uh-oh. We're gonna revoke the um, the system of grace with our with our with our questions and we're gonna to move to a strictly workspace system. So here's the deal.
3: It's gonna be real judgy.
2: It's gonna be super judgy. It's gonna be awesome. So if you have a good um, question of the app Give us your feedback if you like it, by the way. If you have a good question of the app, you get to do the next question of the app. Yes. And you get to keep doing it Make until it you have it. one that feels like subpar it. to the rest of the group. <laughs> and at that point, you lose question privileges and it moves Goes on to the next, to the next person. <laughs> and we'll just keep working around. I like it. So I, I just,
0: it. I just like the, I like the image of... Our audience inferring when someone else now yeah. does questioning yeah, the Yeah, the last one. Yeah, they blew it. That, that, gonna... that was the worst.
3: <laughs> so, you, so you as our listeners have the power of probation. Yeah. yeah.
0: If it's good, yeah, like, let us, tell us know.
3: Because otherwise it's just us.
2: And we are pretty judgy. So please enter into judgment with us. <laughs> Feedback at this shadowcastradio.com.
0: One, that's right. This is that's one right. time it's okay. I love it. So So yeah. what we're saying is Owen. Wants to actually go again He's because up again. his because his uh, his last oh, question of the app was fantastic. It was so, so good. It awesome. was so good.
2: Actually, we've had a, quite a bit of feedback from people uh, that that was one of their favorites. So, oh, nice. Well played. <laughs> Nice. So I'm all trying right. to set the bar high, okay, so that you'll be lower <laughs> and we can be super judging. I,
3: <laughs> I think this week you'll be horribly unimpressed. <laughs> so all right, right. all that's right.
0: Good. So um, let's just jump in then. Jump in question. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Wait. Any other announcements? Oh, that's. Oh, actually,
3: before we do, P, you oh, went yeah. to G three. Oh yes, that's right. Yes, man. I kind of want. Uh, so tell them a lot of you. questions. Tell
2: them what G three is, and then yeah, how it.
0: Uh, G three is a conference. Well, I guess it's a it's a ministry that puts on a conference every other year. Um, G three, the three G's. Let me see if I remember. It's it's gospel, glory, and actually I don't think. Oh, and and grace. I think gospel, glory, grace. And might those might be the three G's of yeah of g3 um it's a co- wonderful conference put on every other year where brothers within roughly kind of the more reformed baptist tradition lead the speaking sessions and the breakout sessions um and it's a wonderful time to come together worship sit under the teaching of some fantastic teachers and yeah uh, fellowship with one another where it's was an that time. this year uh it's in atlanta georgia
2: and who spoke there
0: um, there were a lot of speakers there. So some of our favorites, uh, Steve Lawson, who's one mm. of Owen's favorites. Oh yeah. Bodie Bauckham is another popular one. Yep. Uh, we saw Bodie actually at Founders as well. Yeah. Right. And Let's Paul go. Washer. And Paul and Washer, Paul Washer was. was at this one. Uh, I got to listen to Dr. James White as well. He was oh, actually cool. my favorite sermon. Nice. Um, and. Was Beaky there? Beaky was not there. Oh. Uh, but James Coates was there. Oh, okay. that's cool. Brother Coates was from Ken Canada. Ken Ham too. From yes, that's right. Ken Ham from Answers in Genesis. So nice. He was the very last session. Very cool. Uh, John MacArthur was supposed to preach, um, but he, he like there was a plan in place for him to record, yeah, and, like record a message and then we would watch it. Yeah, but there was actually a like a bomb threat that happened at G three. Did you guys hear no about that? Kidding. I did. Uh, but it, it it happened late at night. After the normal events had happened, but they would show a movie at, in, in the evenings if you wanted to stay for that. And so our group had left, but there was no like incident. The person was arrested mm-hmm. Um the, the building was evacuated, but then the next morning, I think they might've just taken, you know, some extra precaution to make sure right. that yep. yeah. everything was clear. And that would have been during the time the video of John MacArthur's oh, sermon would man. have been shown. Oh, that's okay. so a bummer. They they'd ended up not showing it just for that reason, kind of delaying it by an hour for the last right. day. But uh, other than that incident, which actually turned out to be a blessing because God's people got to, I guess, meet in the hallway and just yeah, see him and stuff. And that's and cool. It's a little bonus fellowship cool. there, which was cool. But Cool, cool. Uh, it was a wonderful time.
3: That's hey, great. Do we have.
2: Oh, I don't know if we have this oh, on Strahan. hand.
0: was another one as well. Oh, oh nice. Okay. I like
2: him. So we have one of our listeners that uh, you have been listening for quite a while and you are actually there at G3. Pressing, I um, failed. Yeah. He was trying to say hello, did not find you, which is shocking since there's only 8,000 people there, but we want to give you a shout out nonetheless. Yeah.
3: Yep. Ornella. That's Ornella. Ornella. Shout out Ornella. You have good taste in conferences. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Yep. Absolutely. And so once again, I do want to just highlight again, if you guys have any recommendations for topics that you'd like us to cover or uh, just, a uh, want to General send feedback. any encouragement or feedback please do yeah. or uh, criticisms i yeah. suppose yeah. It's fine yeah. too. You too above that
0: you yeah. can be judgy with we us can. that's fine yeah if we can be judgy with each other we will allow Trust. you to yes, indeed it's yeah. allowed we grant you the freedom <laughs> to be judgy
2: <laughs> you can judge it. him for saying
3: that <laughs> so question of the ep for this week short sweet to the point I'll decide is what is one very interesting useless fact that neither <laughs> of the other two people will know in this room oh mm. wow hmm.
2: that one's that one is tough. I because mm. I don't know I don't know what you know I don't and know, what you yeah. don't know. And generally I know less than both of you. Okay. So my
1: chances of finding That's something you don't know
3: are less. <laughs> I challenge you to that category. <laughs> Although I am kind of good at useless
2: information, so
0: the useless fact, though. That's what's tripping me up. Mm. Yep. Um that's a good question. Yeah. I wanna I wanna actually kind of pose a counter question here. What made you think of this idea? Oh
3: yeah. Um well I <laughs> I spend my time thinking about these types of
1: things. <laughs> so
3: as you can see, there's time well spent. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I
2: got one. Okay. What is the average American's favorite <laughs> unit? Of distance measurement, other than yards, feet, inches. Yeah, kind of the typical.
0: Well, wouldn't it be hours? No, of of distance, of distance. I I know, but what I mean by that is when we say how far away is Salt Lake City from us, we say two and a half hours. So it's like, oh, that's a great guess. Okay,
2: I'm sure that's the right answer.
1: (laughs) I I was just gonna make up.
2: It's it's school buses. (laughs)
3: Because <laughs> we're always like We'll use like, anything but the metric yeah, system the metric, yeah, like, anything. Yep our football uh, fields yeah, that's like, a, Actually that's a good time
2: oh, I failed at that one I You're think, totally right I though. think Hours. you're right Hours yeah. as a measurement of distance yeah. Yep <laughs> That is so true Wow You Man. knew the fact And well, I didn't
3: <laughs> So you knew Nathan's wow. interesting You and All I right. Did. All right. I'll oh. do one. I actually got two. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. What was the occupation listed on Al Capone's business card? I oh, wow. I do not know. Used furniture dealer. Isn't that interesting? Huh. Oh. It is interesting. Here's another one. Okay. One. I'm going to throw it good. at you. Good. In 2016... CDs containing Mozart's music mm-hmm. sold more than this popular artists Hmm. Taylor Swift had more record or CD sales in 2016 Mozart sold more CDs than Beyonce in oh, 2016 Beyonce. Okay. is I was that not insane? that is mind-blowing is not not incredible. I wonder why. That's I, wild. Yeah, what that made, made an it case back case in study. 2016 made people go buy more CDs. Mm-hmm. And I'm while, sure there was
0: some sort of historic. Yeah, there thing had to be happened. something, or something. they re
2: released a, a
0: yeah. collection of his works or something. I don't know, or maybe like a popular video. Yeah, maybe showcased it or something. Yeah, That is yep. crazy. So I thought that one was wow, those nice. Are good. Those yep. are good facts. <laughs> um. Okay, I do you guys remember what the nickname was that CS Lewis, CS Lewis gave to himself? The Inkling. No, 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 no. That that was the name of their of him and Tolkien's club like, book club. Uh, book yeah, book. The party. Book club, book party. Um I don't know. You don't remember? No. I have no you idea. Know? He called himself Jack. Oh,
2: that's right.
0: Yep. Okay.
2: And and um, most everyone else did too, right? Yep, that's what he yeah. went by. Yeah.
0: Okay. His name is Clive Staples Lewis, right. but he went by Jack. Jack. That's Jack. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that was a name. It was. It was actually a variation of of that mm. that he called himself when he was young, and then eventually it just became Jack. Um, I'm trying um, to think if I have so any other good that, information. I think that's useless, but it's interesting.
3: That's yeah, a, that's yeah. a really oh, so interesting uncommon uh, uh, Clive's. C L I
0: V E S. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Clive. I don't think it's S. It's C L I V E. Oh, Clive yeah, Staples. Clive staples. Okay. okay. Staples, staples is, is a, yeah, that's yeah. not very common either. I guess not. Um Nice. That's okay, so I got you there. Do you remember the 15 middle names no. <laughs> Tolkien had? Actually, no. I th- he had two middle names. And he went by his first he actually went by that first R. That's what people called him. J.R.R. J.R.R. Tolkien. You remember the? I know. I know this. I cannot think of it though. J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah. You remember the two R's? I can't right now. Kind of cheating. I feel. I feel like such a nerd. <laughs>
2: Don't feel nerdy. <laughs> no, I, great. I have known that. I just uh-huh. can't recall it.
0: Mm. You remember Ellen? No. Ronald Rule. Rule. Oh, that's John right. John Ronald Rule Tolkien. It's like are R-U-E-L? R.U.E.L. Yeah. Rule. Yep. We went oh, by Ronald. Okay.
3: Ron. Yeah.
2: Or Ron. Ron okay John wrong, token. Wrong.
3: nice tolkien, jr jr, JR tolkien
0: is more yeah that's m- mythical that's, yeah, yeah actually oh, for sure it's sick it's a yeah, sick i like that Ron, yeah it's a sick author's like yeah, shorthand it's good yeah oh yeah
2: cool nice well well done <laughs> all right that yeah. one's good because it's like it's interesting i was you trying know, to you think might of something more witty though yeah i had nothing
0: i'm sorry yeah. I Honestly, thought I was going
2: to be witty, and, and then he <laughs> nailed, it and he
3: nailed it. Actually, so that, that was a brilliant. That was actually, a great that is answer. seriously a great
2: answer because we do that all the oh, time. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
3: And when you that's said so initially really no random. in distance, then I was like, oh yeah, that's right. But then you clarified, no, yeah, no, that's that what I mean.
0: How we measure. That's in, so
3: true. That's, that's crazy. How long I it takes you a, to get somewhere? It's a west thing. Yeah, it I might don't be. Know.
0: I did hear a comedian make that joke once that people in Wyoming especially do that. Oh, I forget who that is. It might have been How Fox. far is that? <laughs> oh, 30 oh, yeah, about 30 minutes. Oh, 15 about 30 minutes. How far is it? 5 minutes. You don't go. What's it's the 176 yeah. miles away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, we, that doesn't translate you say, to. I, I don't know. About two hours. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I feel like that's maybe a huh. westward thing since cities oh, kind of tend to be spread apart.
3: Yeah. yeah. There's the Wyoming portion of Shadowcast for you. you go. For us today, what, where are you bringing us?
2: Well, tonight I wanted to, uh, we wanted to look at the theme of wilderness in the scripture. Right. So this is a super cool theme. It shows up all over and it ties very strongly into, of course, the beginning yep. uh, to Jesus and then to the end, which most good themes do. So um, I think that'll be fun tonight. Um, but before we even got there, I just wanted to kind of recap or uh hear your guys' thoughts on uh just why are we what's what's the value of tracing themes?
0: I think there's in, a I think there's a wonderful value in tracing themes, uh, in that it actually showcases a little bit of what the author's intent was mm, when he of. told a story. It can be a very high and academic discipline, and it is. Sure. Um, but it's not something that's just a cool storytelling device that's creative and artistic, but I think it's something that actually illuminates something about the gospel. Yeah. That's why every theme you see ends up culminating in the person and work of Christ right. in some way. And so the author's goal isn't just to be kind of witty and creative in his storytelling and artistic, though those are good things, but I think they, they, they actually help inform the depth to which mm. Christ is prevalent in the old Testament. Yeah. Mm, and that's good forward.
3: Yeah. If I'm honest, I got to say <clears throat> I did not, grow up with the training to look for themes or even recognize things, themes. And I will say that actually is probably one of the most difficult disciplines for me in reading scripture to this day. Sure. Um, but because when I approach the Bible, uh, when I was younger, it was always categorized into okay, the book of Esther, that's a complete different story. And then yeah. you have the book of sure. Jonah, that's sure. separate. But where you start to see these themes, you see it as one uh continuative narrative yeah. that yeah. is telling a greater story. Mm-hmm. Um, that just that just <clears throat> blows my mind how yeah. how much Themes are interlaced between every one of yeah. the books of the Bibles, for and, sure. but but it does, I, I will say it still takes a lot of work for me to be able to recognize those yeah. and see those uh, kind of inner workings that are happening through, yeah, sure.
0: throughout all these different yeah. books. It's a discipline and it's a practice. Sure. It's something that I think we will be doing for all of our lives and we will continuously notice and perceive as we are revisiting the Old Testament. And as we're reading those stories that are so common to us.
2: Yeah. No, I love those points. It, it it does bring out just some some richness and, and and it does tie all of the Bible together, like you said, Owen, because a lot of people struggle with that. Like, well, how does the mm-hmm. Old Testament relate to the New Testament? Like, yeah. the, you know, they seem like very different yeah. in ways. So I think this is one way that is, makes it so clear that they're tied together. Yes. Yep. And we see Jesus when he was um, on the road to Emmaus, when he pointed out to the disciples that didn't recognize who he was, yep. that. Hey, all of the Old Testament. Let me show you how the Old yeah. Testament all points to me.
0: Yep, it's Luke twenty-four.
2: Yeah, and so he, Jesus, was doing. That's what Jesus was doing, saying, "Look, I'm going to show you where the whole Old Testament is pointing to." That's me. right. So, yep. so I think it it makes it a, a useful thing for us and and something worth doing. So, Absolutely,
0: mm-hmm. the works of God are studied by all who delight in Him, and I think one of the ways we do that is through reading the Old Testament and. and and noticing and perceiving these things. Sure. I think if I may communicate one more point real quick as well, one of the cool ways that we can, uh, that we can enjoy God through this study is to see how the gospel is foretold Mm. through the use of these Mm -hmm. themes as well. I think we'll be able to showcase that, especially through the theme of wilderness. Oh, for sure. Study. This is a
2: great theme. So we'll just kind of start with, uh, just throwing out some words that the Bible uses to describe this, this idea of wilderness. So um, first, the very first one we see is Vohu. That's a Hebrew word, obviously Um, it means empty, desolate void. Mm -hmm. It's only used three times in scripture. So it's not very often, Mm -hmm. Uh, but as you'll see, it's right at the beginning, which we'll talk about in a minute, but uh, it is always coupled with another word, That is Tohu, and it's just fun to say because it's Tovu Vavohu, which is awesome. So you can bust that out on someone that knows Hebrew, and they'll be like, what? (laughs) How'd you know that? (laughs) Anyways, so this Tohu word, though, is very interesting because it's translated a bunch of ways. Um, Confusion, desolation, emptiness, formless, futile, meaningless, nothing, wasteland. But there's one... But all of those have other Hebrew words as well Mm -hmm. that mean those same things. But Mm -hmm. there's one definition that only this word has. There's no other Hebrew words that describe it. And that is the idea of chaos, which we will see some of that come through. But Mm -hmm. so very interesting because uh, so you're you're uh, we're going to see right off the bat those come into play. So Mm -hmm. keep those in mind. Uh, But other common words are midbar uh that's another hebrew word so you'll see in the old testament it's used about 270 times so really common um and that is desert wilderness it it has other things that can kinda, it can kind of it kind of has a wide range of use really but um certainly wilderness is amongst that yep. and then the greek word eremos which is solitary wilderness desert desolate and that's about 50 times in the new testament um, so we have a few different words we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, but remember, when we're tracing themes, I think we start with words and seeing where those words pop up. Mm-hmm. But we're also looking at an idea. Yeah. And so sometimes you'll see that idea come up, maybe not even using the specific word. And I think you alluded to that last time, uh, last episode, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep that in mind that most of the time, like I said, we'll start with looking at the words. but we might also incorporate some places where that mm-hmm. idea is very clear, yeah. even if it doesn't have the words. So gotcha. All right. What are your guys's initial thoughts about wilderness? Like when that, when wilderness in the Bible comes to mind, mm-hmm. uh, like just what, what picture does that paint for you?
0: Mm-hmm. I tend to think of yeah, dry spaces, spaces that don't actually where we live here in Southwest Wyoming, we live in the high desert yeah so right. i, I kind of yep. tend to think of home actually in yeah. many ways. Yeah. it could be really dry here there's not yeah. trees we don't it's hard to grow fruit here well easily some people can be successful at it but sure yeah uh, you have to cultivate yeah. that into a garden but naturally we live in a desert so i actually yeah. kind of think of our rural area over sure.
3: here yeah i i think of like a, especially during the winter time mm-hmm. um when the, you're in a snowstorm and you're certain parts of i-80 and you take a road off of the Oh, the regular highway. road, like you're in the wilderness. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think of like danger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think of all those like because shows. Y- y- it's not like someone's going to happen on you. Like, you right? really, there's no lifelines out yeah. there. Yeah. Like, you're,
0: you're in serious danger. There's yeah. probably not and any
3: cell reception.
2: Yeah. All yep. of that.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. And there's been lots of, there's a lot of people have died locally here because they've gotten lost out in the desert. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. During, during the winter yep. or during the summer. For sure.
2: Yeah, no, those are good thoughts. And I think this encompasses a lot of that for sure. Um, but yeah, so sometimes this idea of wilderness, sometimes these words are used just to talk about a desert place mm-hmm. or an isolated place um we see that fairly often. So it's not that every time these words show up it's it's talking about a a rich thematic element, but there are certainly times when you can tell that there's more at play mm-hmm. than just uh, a simple like desert place. It's yeah, not just describing the mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah. the topography of the land or whatever. There's something going on and these usually include places of chaotic space, uh, unclean places of trials, Mm. uh, even places that are kind of contrasted with Eden. So very interesting. And when you, when you see those ideas kind of associated with it, you know, that these are the, these are the theme passages where like, there's something going on here. The author's doing something. Yeah. So, and you'll, and, and that, like Preston said, I think we get better at that as we go, but we kind of get a sense of, Hmm. It's really interesting that Mm -hmm. he would take the time to point that out. Like, why is that? Like, what's going on here? So
0: Kind of a peek behind the curtain. Yeah, behind the curtain. You get to kind of look, not just enjoy the the show per se, but you kind of get to see how the show operates. Okay.
2: So I think the main thing is we want to be looking for God, how God interacts in the wilderness spaces. Mm. Like, how do they relate to God? And then, of course, we're going to be looking for how do they relate to Jesus specifically.
0: Mm. So that's good.
2: Yeah, with that, that's really all I had to set it up. So you guys can take it from there.
3: Got it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's like, that's all the, I feel woefully unprepared. <laughs> that was the prep, so. Well, here, I want to actually kind of like bump that volley back to you and ask the question. So where, where do we see then? Where do we start here with this theme? Where do we see it uh, yeah. beginning in scripture? So, Wait, w- question. Is oh. this where we <laughs> start
2: in the garden? No. Oh
0: no! Not this, this
2: time. huh? <laughs> is one of the rare places where we do not start in the garden. We're actually going back pre-garden, pre-garden. Okay, which is wild. Nice. So Have we ever gone pre-garden? I've never. I don't been know if we've no. ever gotten there. This is an exciting moment. <laughs> <laughs> so this comes back to what we we're talking about—that phrase "Tovu vavohu,"
1: mm-hmm.
2: and this comes right out of Genesis. One, one through two. So the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So this reads, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void. And that's that phrase, tovu vavohu. And darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Mm -hmm. And so really the picture here is chaotic, desolate, waters. yeah, That's that's the picture mm-hmm. of in the beginning. Now, mm-hmm. I know for some of you, you might be thinking, wait a minute, there was nothing there, right? Um,
0: yeah, because, like God created things ex nihilo.
2: Right, which is what, and Out we know that to be true, <laughs> um, that's the, yeah, that's Latin for from nothing, mm-hmm. and we see that in Hebrews 11.3 and Revelation 4.11, so certainly that is true, God did create everything from nothing, but... At this point, Mm -hmm. this is what the biblical narrative says, is the Spirit was hovering over these chaotic waters. Mm -hmm. And so, um, very interesting. And remember, Genesis isn't... God doesn't choose to tell us everything. He chooses to tell us exactly what he wanted to tell us in his own self-revelation of Scripture. And so, um, very interesting. We don't have all the answers to what exactly that looked like. But mm-hmm. I think it is important for us to start here because we see the idea of kind of a, a chaotic waters, yeah. which water has a lot of meaning as a theme um, as well.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: the point is, what does God do out of that?
0: That's right. That's good. That's
2: where he creates and he brings order. Yeah. And he brings beauty.
0: So that's, that's really good, Nathan. So just to communicate that point and emphasize it. The, the the images you're supposed to – the images you read about is, is chaotic waters and then land coming out of it. So you're supposed to think to yourself, though, as you've meditated on these themes, the spirit's hovering above a chaotic space. Right. And now order needs to be placed in that chaotic yeah. space so that something ordered comes out of the chaos. Mm, that's what That's, that's right. what you're saying.
2: Yes. So that – uh, and and you could have the whole discussion of, well, what, like, what all does that entail? What was before that? All the things. But the point of it is, I don't think that's what God's trying to do. Mm-hmm. He's saying uh, this is one of those mm-hmm. crazy spaces, a mm-hmm. chaotic space. And God is bringing order and life, mm. beauty and light. Yeah. And so God is at work even in the midst of that. Yes. Which. The reason mm. we bring that up is because hold on to it we
3: may see that happen again. Mm. And can I, and I just want to throw in one verse like it speaks to the to God placing order amongst these chaotic seas. Yeah. It's Proverbs 8:29 and it says when he assigned the to the sea its limit Mm-hmm. So that the waters might not transgress his command, mm-hmm. when he marked out the foundations of the earth. Yep. And if you're just even standing on the beach to the Atlantic Ocean, mm-hmm. and it's incredible yeah. to see that all those waters obey this yeah. boundary mm-hmm. limit that God has established yeah. from the beginning. So I just think, and that's that's a cool uh, yeah. depiction of God bringing order to these chaotic yeah. waters, right? Yeah
0: right yeah the amount of water there is unfathomable and if God so willed I think those could easily spill over yep the continents and yet God has ordered them to to stay put to, yep. you know yep uh depending on the time and and season according to his providence and sovereignty yeah. yeah that's a good verse man
2: no that's powerful so I think that's where we start with this idea of wilderness yeah um and and that's that's where you see that it doesn't always just mean a desert or a a dry place. It can 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 mean chaotic. It can mean disordered. Yeah. Um, you know,
0: so actually when you get to even the desert places, then where specifically it is a desert, it's a wild wasteland, uh, that the story is communicating. You, you can think to yourself the same thing, right? Like it's, it's, this is a chaos space. This is a space where human life can't flourish. Yeah. Like the space here isn't suitable for human prosperity and human development and growth.
2: Well, and I think I love what you said, Owen. When you drive off on a side road for hours in Wyoming and you get to a place where if you if you went off the road in the dark, you said one thing you would think of is danger. Yeah. And I think that's appropriate for this theme. Mm. I think we should mm. have a, a weariness a a wariness of these spaces because they're not there's mm. something about it that is not um not the ordered life light presence yeah. of God space.
0: Yeah. This is something a little bit different. Yeah. And you'll see God like interact with it somehow. Yes. Like he'll yes. it's not that he's completely no not present, but
2: and actually he loves to come into this space. We'll see. Like okay. That's his it's awesome. This is good. So all right. So we're we see it next. Where would you guys think we would see this idea of wilderness pop up
0: next? Uh, I think the natural place I would think of, and I always refer to it as a exile, but the new but the Old Testament doesn't actually say it's an exile, but it seems like one when the fall happens, yeah, and Adam and Eve they are removed from the garden, yeah, they're removed from the the place of order where God's presence is. And now they're in a space that's dangerous to them. Right. I think even uh, when you even meet Cain and he kills his brother Abel and he's exiled again, like he's worried that beasts or people are going to find him and kill him. Like he's worried and he's nervous uh, that death is going to come upon him because he's outside of that blessed place. That's what I tend to think of. Away from the presence
3: of God. Is that
2: a sense of this wilderness? Certainly. I think when they were, leaving or kicked out of the garden, I think there is a sense of they're leaving the presence of God for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. But as we'll see, it's not a area that God's presence can't come into, Mm -hmm. um, which is a beautiful thing about wilderness. But I think you could even make a a tie in to the fall in the idea that um, God cursed when he, he cursed the ground. Mm -hmm. So this is when he's talking to um, Adam, he says, Mm -hmm. Uh, you shall not eat of it. Curses the ground because of you in pain. You shall eat of it all the days of your life. Yeah. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the plants of the field by the sweat of your face. You shall eat bread mm-hmm. till you return to the ground. And then what happens right after it says, therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to work the ground. So now this is the ground that mm. is filled with thorns thistles yeah this is literally the idea of like where do thorns and thistles grow and it's hard to get anything cultivated it's dry desert places right that's
0: exactly right he has to cultivate the land to make it prosper otherwise it is just a desert right and so he's been removed from the place where a garden was and food was plentifully now it's it's as if he's in the wilderness and has to do something in order to provide food and now
2: you're sent into the place where it will be hard for garden to be there, you know, thorns and And thistles to me. That's like, yeah, that totally ties into the, to the wilderness theme. It's like, leave the garden, go out into the desert, the wilderness, you know? Yeah, that's good. So I think that's a a valid tie in there. Um, What, what
0: else, what, what other stories can you guys think of where this theme is used? Yeah, I think you see this all throughout even the book of Genesis. And uh, I don't want to just merely stay here. And, uh, but I think of specifically Hagar in the wilderness. Yeah. So this is Genesis That's chapter true. 16. Yep. Um, I'll read verses six through 10. But Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your servant is in your power. Do to her as you please. Then Sarai dealt harshly with her and she fled from her. The angel of Yahweh found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, Where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from my mistress, Sarai. The angel of Yahweh said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of Yahweh also said to her, I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for multitude. Mm. And so she's found right there in
3: the the wilderness. It's good. I think of uh, Moses in the wilderness. mm, Yeah, He left uh, the palaces of of Pharaoh mm-hmm. to go yes. keep sheep and said, I'm retiring keeping sheep. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Till it was what he was 80 and was in the wilderness where mm-hmm. God appeared to him in a, mm-hmm. in a yeah. bush that was not being consumed. Like we were talking about yes. on our last That's right. episode. Yes. So what I love about
2: both of these though, both of those stories, Hagar, and Moses and the burning bush is they're both in the wilderness, which is supposed to be this, like, we we think of it as kind of away from God's presence, right? Yeah. But that's exactly where God shows up. Like, he comes to meet people in the wilderness. So mm. he comes to Hagar, and not only does he say, hey, you know, I see you, but also I'm going to bless you.
0: It says, like... Basically, the angel is saying, "You're going to be fruitful."
2: Yes, yeah. Like yeah. I Multiply found you in this wilderness, offspring.
0: but yet yeah, wow. your offspring will be and here is plentiful.
2: Here's Moses in the wilderness. You know, because he killed a guy, he's a murderer now, and so he's in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And God meets him in the wilderness.
0: God yeah. shows up in that. It's like he produces uh, like a micro Eden there in the desert place. Yeah, so like he where sh- he appears. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Huh. So I think that's something that's really powerful to keep watching mm-hmm. is how does God show up even in the wilderness where yep. we don't usually think of like they're not garden spaces. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's but right. God's still showing up. He's coming after people in the wilderness. Mm-hmm.
0: So there's another story of kind of the inverse of like the other side of the theme where God creates Order out of chaotic waters, and then, in the judgment of the whole world story mm. that you that you read about the undoing of that with Noah, yeah, he reverts it back to the chaotic water space as well, yeah, which again unless if if Noah was to find himself outside of the ark, he would not live yes, it's a space that no one can live in that's right, and yet in the ark he's kind of found a he's found a place ah. where yes. He can actually it's survive still in that God space.
2: In the wilderness of the chaotic yes. waters, God has created
0: yep. a, a safe space, yep. really. Yep.
2: Like he's come to save in the midst of the wilderness, that's or good. in, in yep.
3: Noah's case, the chaotic waters. So yeah, that's good. Can yeah. I do an example of that yeah. where you see both? Mm. Yes. Is in the story of Jonah, where you see kind of this pagan, horrible sin going on in Nineveh, mm-hmm. where you see. Uh, God sends his messenger to speak a a message of judgment, but you see repentance happen in this Mm -hmm. wicked place. Only in Nahum, which is about a hundred and something years later, they had returned back to their pagan practices and God Mm -hmm. had pronounced judgment. And actually uh, in the first chapter, it talks about turning uh, that fertile land that they inhabited Mm -hmm. into desolation yeah Yeah. there you go so it's kind of cool it's it's interesting to see the flip
0: yeah you see the fertile uh judgment flip too actually in between the end of genesis and the beginning of exodus where egypt is actually painted as a place that's prosperous and that welcomes um that welcomes the people of the nation of israel and then in the next book they've become tyrannical so god undoes his blessing of, of order and chaos is what ensues in all of the, in all of the The plagues, the the water, all of it. That's good,
2: man. That's good. See, that's awesome though. That's why this is powerful because then you're, you're starting to see these themes and you're like, and what it's really doing is it's telling us something about God, which is why I love it. It's so powerful because we're seeing God not only has the power to create wilderness mm-hmm. but he has the power to go into wilderness to rescue and to save and so yeah. we're seeing both and so it's mm. telling us things about who god is which i and think that's is good. amazing that's and, and good. how
0: god operates because yeah. that's sort of the unexpected thing right right it, it sort of seems it seems like it would be counterintuitive for the holy one to enter into the chaotic space yes to save, but that really is the nature and heart of our Lord, who's the same yesterday, today, forever. Yes. And I love that the gospel, you can even see the hints of the gospel oh, already in some of the stories. To see it. Like starting they're there. To see it. Like the aroma of Christ should yes. infiltrate yes. as we are reading and thinking on mm-hmm. these stories. Oh,
2: that's so good. And I hope as listeners, you guys are already like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I know, I know where we're going. That's awesome that means that you are thinking rightly of that. So mm. awesome. Um, I also think of Joseph, right? It's funny to me. I had never seen this, but when, so is, he's kind of like, he's probably kind of an arrogant, like young guy. And they're like, oh, I hate that guy. You he's know, got so, the cool coat. Yeah. yeah. So all his <laughs> brothers are mad and they're like, we're going to kill him. But Reuben is like, well, guys, let's don't, Let's don't kill him. Let's like (laughs) let's throw him in a pit. And he's thinking in his mind, I'm gonna come back and rescue him later, right? After they've settled down. Well he leaves (laughs) and The plan backfires because a caravan comes through and they're like, let's mm-hmm. sell him. Yeah. And so they sell him. <laughs> yeah, and the Ruben way. gets back and he's like, where'd he go? <laughs> yeah. Ruben, Ruben was kind of trying to stick up, but it totally backfired. Yeah, it did not pan like. out well. <laughs> so, anyways, but it's interesting to me, though, that. When they do this, oh, okay, so I'll just read it from Genesis thirty-seven, eighteen through 22. Mm-hmm. They saw him from afar, and before they're talk, his brothers are talking about Joseph. Mm-hmm. Before he came near to them, they conspired against him to kill him. They said to one another, here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we will say that a fierce animal has devoured him, and we will see what will become of his dreams. But Reuben heard it and he rescued him out of his hand saying, let us not take his life. Reuben said to them, shed no blood, throw him into this pit here in the wilderness, but do not lay a hand on him that he might rescue him out of their hand to restore him to the father. Hmm. So I think it's so fitting that it's in the wilderness because we fast forward when Joseph's brothers come back and now he's the second to the Pharaoh in Mm -hmm. Egypt and what does he say? He say, "What you meant for evil, way back there, and throwing me in the mm. wilderness pit, God meant for good." And right. So even in this dark moment for Joseph, like, yeah. well, this isn't going well. Good. Yeah, he makes it clear God meant that for good. God was doing something for him yep. in the wilderness. That's
0: right, and 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 that blessing, act yeah, infiltrated actually. Uh, Like outside of itself. Oh, yeah. Um, Because that the revelation of what was going to happen with the seven years drought was made known to this one individual Mm. who could then take advantage of really his knowledge and his wisdom and cultivate like an Eden-like situation, a garden, so as to provide enough grain that then goes out to those who are in need of food. Mm. And so like, the, like bread is still provided even during the seven years drought, yeah. even during the, that wilderness. And you'll see that theme replayed in the Exodus yes. story as Moses has brought the people out of Egypt yes. and is bringing them the 40 years into the wilderness to head to the land that is like Eden, a new garden mm. city, like a new garden land. But to get to that city, you have to go through the chaos space. Mm. But don't worry, God will provide bread there. Yeah. yeah. And sustain you yeah. through yep. them. And water, exactly. springs of life. Yeah.
2: So I'm glad you bring that up though. How how did it go for the Israelites in the wilderness? Because this is a huge this the author of Hebrews ties this directly to
0: Jesus, yep. the Israelites experience in the wilderness. And so what, what does that look like? This is, this is funny. And we make jokes about this a lot, uh, but the theme really by this time is is multifaceted. It's actually quite complex. Yeah. And sometimes you even see it inverted in interesting ways. And it's a, it communicates a lot about this story, that the story of the exodus and the that 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 generation actually falling in the wilderness is supposed to take maybe 40 days to arrive. But due to their unbelief, their lack of faith, it actually lasts longer. Yeah, it's mm. 40 years. And that generation falls because they long for Egypt. They long for the leeks, Right. Yeah. They think yep. that there's actually the garden, like the blessings of the gardens back in slavery, they think right and they call the god's provision the manna they call that worthless yeah they're sick of god's provision and they want the slavery like like the like the fruit of slavery that comes they want the leeks of egypt and, and so from that story you might kind of think practically in terms of what was happening there and how hard that would have been uh, and you could relate to them in that respect. Uh, but it seems like the story is actually a little bit more spiritual, really, than it mm-hmm. is pragmatic or, or practical. Yeah, they were hungry, but really their hunger is but an image that points to their desire and lust for slavery, for the yeah. things back there. The yep. the, the, the meat mm-hmm. pots yep. and the leeks, rather than trusting in God and his right. provision, his bread. So it's a spiritual story tied into. For sure. It's the condition of... That nation, actually, that's really the critique of the story.
2: Yeah. And so you have this wilderness space, which do you know the actual distance that it was? I mean, we know it was at least was, 20 we, hours. We know We it know <laughs> <what> was <we laughs> measured in 40 in, in years. years but, so. There we go. There, there is Actually, that's <laughs> a 40 years yeah, that's distance. It's 40 uh, years uh, worth yes, of distance. It's about <laughs> 40
0: yeah,
1: yeah.
2: years. However, you How want to divide that
3: up, <laughs> less than the camel's pace. Yeah.
2: <laughs> How many school buses was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, anyways, but yeah, we see him in the wilderness, and yeah. even in the midst of the space, we see God coming into the wilderness again, right? Yeah. He's traveling with them. Yep. they have the tent of meeting, yep. they have so God comes into the wilderness with them, and because they will not trust him because they're unthankful mm-hmm. because they want to go back to slavery. He says, Okay, well you can can you can you die fall. in the wilderness yep. then. Yep. And so God that's why that generation that's why wilderness we also have this idea of a trial a or test. a test yeah. that is tied to it. And the Israelites failed that test. They they ended up dying in the wilderness. Yep. Um, because they, didn't they see wouldn't see the blessing. That's like they right. They, didn't they see wouldn't the outcome trust of God. It. Yeah. Forward, let's jump to the New Testament. How, how do we see this theme carry over into the New
3: Testament? What Go about ahead. John the Baptist, though? Ooh, that's a good. man
0: uh, associated with the, yeah, the wilderness. wilderness man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's certainly
3: not a man among he's an palaces Israel, or courts. No, he's, he's an
0: Israelite in the wilderness, and he eats locusts and honey. Those yep. are certainly the things yeah. that you would eat if you're a wilderness like walker. Yes. Absolutely. And so, so
3: he's preparing the way yeah so go he's preparing uh, the you way go, for somebody. go on oh
2: my like, yeah, god you're, I'm interested. Oh, I'm you're, you're I'm interested in this that's you're good you're totally there pressing actually you had a verse to share would you share that yeah so because this is i a feel promise. like it
0: ties in so well it does and again you will see the wilderness stories in all aspects of the Old Testament, we, our goal with this isn't to try to deal with every single one of them, no. but to really showcase how the scriptures are developing the theme. We, we, we stayed a lot in the Pentateuch in the first five books, uh, but you see this even throughout the writings. Like you see this uh, uh, in, in the wisdom literature that Owen presented earlier yes, on, uh, all, but also yeah. you see this theme uh, reiterated by the prophets themselves. And developed in really important ways. And if you're familiar with the Old Testament, you will begin to catch these, these themes and Mm. these promises. And these are promises that the prophets are anticipating will come something that's about to come its future to them. So this is what the prophet Isaiah actually had to say. This is in Isaiah chapter 43. Uh, I'll read in verses 18 and following just to provide a little bit of context. The prophet says, uh, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness Mm. and rivers in the desert. The wild Mm. beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I will give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people. Um, another aspect, actually, of the wilderness is you see that that's where the beasts are. Yes, uh, the jackals. Oh, that's right. Those sorts of things. Yeah, and so it's the
2: haunt of jackals.
0: That's right. Uh, this is this is a wonderful play on this theme that Isaiah gives in chapter thirty-five. This is a little bit earlier, but it's playing off the same images. Uh, there's two portions I'm actually going to read. This is right at the beginning. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it. And if you're familiar with Lebanon, that's, that's the place where you would actually get wood. Like it's the, it's the place of forest. Cedars of Lebanon so it's Are as famous. If, yep, yeah. It's yeah. as if you're going to make this desert place like Lebanon, like a giant forest. Um, a little bit later on, this is in verses, I'll read 5 through seven. This is really good. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. Okay. Boom. Mm. You're already actually, if you're familiar with the new Testament, you're, you're thinking of somebody right. Who's done this. So Mm. keep, keep that in context here. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute sing for joy for waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert the burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. So that's bringing, yeah. Yeah, that's like, that bringing garden. It's out the of, promise yeah. that
0: something is going to now mm-hmm. replace yeah. this space that's chaotic and it's going to be the blessing of Eden. That's right.
2: No, I love that. And I think we're going to see that even more. Um, certainly. As we get
0: to the person of Jesus, but I do want to Jesus in His work.
2: Absolutely, I do want to go back to what you were saying, though, Owen, about John the Baptist, because I think that's such a uh, an awesome point that he was this wilderness guy, right? Mm -hmm. And what was his whole job? He was the forerunner of Jesus, and then so you go back to the verse you read in Isaiah. And Isaiah is literally saying this is going to happen. There's going to be someone crying in the wilderness, Mm, which John is this wilderness man. Mm -hmm. And he's going to say, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And so you have the wilderness man in the wilderness saying someone is coming. And it's like, what have we seen God do in all these wilderness spaces up to this point? He goes into them. He comes into the wilderness to mm. seek, to save, to help. And yep. now John is to saying, undo the
0: curse. Right.
2: To undo the curse. And now John is saying it from the wilderness, get ready. Yeah. Make straight the Man, paths of the Lord. Really so cool. something yep. so, in essence, he's saying it's about to happen again. Yes. But this is the thing that all those things were pointing to. Mm. This is the time that God comes into the wilderness. That all those little ones were pointing forward to.
0: Those were all but shadows. That's right. He's saying the substance is is coming. Yes. Hold the Lamb of God. Amen. Who takes away the sins of the world.
2: So when Jesus is born as a baby, we -hmm. have God Himself coming into the wilderness of sin, right? He's coming into fallen creation. We talked about way back in the garden, now everything is cursed. And so this is the ultimate picture of God coming into yep. the wilderness. Yep. And and so before the ultimate rescue though, it's very interesting what happens to Jesus before that ultimate rescue of people from the wilderness.
3: He himself went into the wilderness. Oh man. Yeah. Matthew was so tempted in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, so good.
0: Matthew's gospel presents good. him as a new Moses. Yeah. Because in the Moses story, if you remember, there is an edict given by a wicked ruler to kill all the children. And Moses escapes. Um, in uh, by providential by providential means, and then he runs off into the wilderness as as he grows up into adulthood. And so Jesus, as a new Moses, he is persecuted because an edict is given mm, for his own death. Yeah, yeah, that's a great He flees point. into the wilderness after he has survived that slaughtering, and then he's tested there, mm. and that's where we get to this story, yes. the testing of Jesus for how long, Owen? Do you remember? Forty days, forty days, and so again that number forty. As associated with the wilderness, just forty, 40 years. It's, it's it's as if it's a symbolic. <laughs> yeah. Weird. 40. Yeah. yeah, weird. Yeah, weird. <laughs> I'm sure it was just an accident. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Jesus's but
2: journey into the wilderness was four days of length,
1: <laughs> of whatever <laughs> yeah. distance. Yes. is Four days worth. There's no. was forty years. Yeah. Oh, no,
2: but it it's so clear that that is meant to be tied, and and we see the the author of Hebrews clearly. Mm-hmm point to that to say that that's exactly what we should be thinking of. And the Israelites where the Israelites or the first Moses failed the test Mm -hmm. of the wilderness, they didn't get to go into the promised land. We see that Jesus passes the test. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so he is the God, man, the only one
0: actually that does pass the wilderness test. And there's multiple instances where he reiterates this own theme in his life and in his ministry. Mm -hmm. In John chapter six, Jesus feeds the 5,000. He takes them to a desolate place and he provides them bread and he provides them fish. And he actually does that on multiple occasions. But again, if you're thinking kind of old Testament wise, what's going on here, it's as if there's a new Moses and there's a new wilderness moment. You'll see this again, too, in the famous story of Jesus walking on the waters as well. Right. Because you see another chaos waters space. And yet you see somebody who can walk on that space as if a road is there. Yeah. Like through it. Mm. And so again, Jesus is playing off of these very themes and he's capitalizing on the promises which are anticipated by the Old Testament authors. He's playing them out in his own life.
2: Well, and I know, I know we're getting into waters, but I love that too when it's like the chaotic storm. Yep. And Jesus comes up, they're like, don't I mm-hmm. I just have to it's In the so, Jonah story. It's and Jonah yeah. too. It's so yep. awesome because I'm sure Jesus is just like, Oh, trust me. Yeah. I know how to deal with chaos waters. I've yeah. done this a time or two. Yeah. <laughs> Stand back. Yeah. Yeah. Like he that's wakes up really good.
0: in one instance. He wakes up and the wind. He rebukes the yeah. winds and the winds cease. Yeah. In the other, he can walk on the through the chaos as if it is not chaotic, right. and the yep. winds cease.
2: Yeah, I love that, but I just want to point out once more, which I know you guys know this story. It's the age old story, but. Mm-hmm. Jesus, the picture, the greatest picture of wilderness, and especially God coming into the wilderness, mm-hmm. was fulfilled in Jesus, perfect God man, coming into the wilderness of a fallen world.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And in that wilderness and chaos area, accomplishing the ultimate saving of his people, saving mm-hmm. us from sin and death. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the cool thing is, that's not where it ends. No. Like most mm. good themes, we see it yeah. uh usually tied in to the end or the consummation or the the That's new, right. the new creation yeah how do you, how do you guys see that here with <laughs> wilderness?
0: it it is it, see, it seems like every theme is kind of the prevalent theme um but when you realize that all of them kind of point and in, inform the same story mm-hmm. you kind of see how multifaceted the gospel story really oh, is yeah. it's divinely simple, uh, simple that even a babe can grasp it yet it is so deep and so it, it it seems to me like this is the prevalent theme we are the ones that are in we are the ones cursed we are the ones in the chaos space. We are in the depths of sin and we cannot find a way out. And yet this one who can who can sort of overcome it yes. comes and he rescues. He us. rescues us. And he rescues us out of that out of that chaos space, out of the thorns, and he does it by becoming sin himself yeah. as uh, as Paul communicated to the church in Corinth, he became sin who knew no sin so that we might become the, the righteousness of God yeah. in Christ Jesus. We might have life. We're mm, like the ones put can, inside of us. If, yeah. Like in the last theme that we addressed in the book of Numbers, the I- I- Israelites are in the wilderness and snakes, fiery serpents are biting them. And yet, if they look to that one serpent, they are rescued in the wilderness, like mm-hmm. where the beasts have bit them. Well, they can, they can survive if they look to that that lifted up uh, image, that lifted up serpent. Yes. And if we look to Christ, we are rescued from the, the Tovu Vavohu space.
2: You know, and I love that because yeah, I love the personal application. And the reason I think that using Tovu Vavohu or chaos of sin is so appropriate, go read Romans 1. Like, when you talk Mm -hmm. about a descent into insanity Mm -hmm. and death and destruction, that sin is what a like that is the definition of chaos. Like, sin doesn't bring going from a state of order to chaos. And that is exactly what sin does. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly. Where Jesus meets us
0: yeah. to save us. Jesus That's said. Good. Jesus reiterated on that very idea, actually, <laughs> in John chapter six, Jesus answered, and this is verse 26 and following. Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Uh, Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of man will give you for on him, God the Father has set his seal mm. and so right there it 's it 's not uh, the 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 goal of the theme isn 't just so that you would eat loaves of bread right, like just to fill your yeah your your uh, oh, your, your flesh cool. yeah. mm-hmm. I'm good for three hours yeah. yeah, but if you don't actually feast on the sun, you will not have life in you, mm. like that seems to be the claim of Jesus that he is the provision of God for you in the wilderness, yes, and unlike the fallen Moses, this new Moses will actually complete the act of bringing you. With him into the, the garden, yeah. into the promised yeah. land.
2: Well, and we see at the end that there will be no more wilderness. And you read, actually, I love that passage in Isaiah. I think that was thirty-five. I can't remember.
0: It was. Uh, but, it was. Yep, thirty-five, and then forty-three as well. Right.
2: So not only is it talking about when Jesus shows up, but I think that's also pointing forward. To the new heavens, the new earth. When we know that there will be no longer any death, yep. no longer any sin, um, no more pain, yeah. all those things that are are that cursed um, beast
0: and dragon is finally right. done with, and mm-hmm.
2: all those things that are tied to this idea of wilderness, it says those things will be no more. That's right. And so that will be the ultimate um, turning the wilderness yeah. into garden. Yep, it's where. And yep. so that's where yeah. this theme. Uh, wraps up. Yep. And uh, I think that's, I think that's beautiful. And yeah. I think it's even encouraging because uh, I know that, you know, we don't always have to have a personal application or takeaway or whatever, but it is so encouraging to know that even in the midst of when things, things seem like total wilderness in our lives, like yeah. Oh, yeah. this is not going great. Or in mm-hmm. our culture. or yeah, it, Amen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Jesus, God is not, He's not afraid of going into the wilderness. It's actually what he does. That
3: is his plan, his sovereign
2: decree that he will go into basically the enemy territory and bring redemption and rescue and life and beauty out of those situations. And so if that's the God that he is, then we can trust in that kind of God to act that way um, and it's not that we're uh, forcing his hand on anything. We're just recognizing yeah. this yeah. is the God he is, and yep. that's good. And that's encouraging. Yep. This well, is the really that's story. A, that's he told.
3: a picture of his own personal work in our own salvation, yeah. where uh, he yeah. brings uh, the wilderness of our hearts from oh, yeah. spiritual death to life. Amen. Amen. Yep. Uh, yep. And so that's yeah. just, it's really a cool, yeah. like you can take that and become, it can be, become a huge focus or you can narrow it down. And yeah. it's, it's really, yeah. we're that's made a really for that helpful. That world. Yeah, yeah,
0: we, we were, we, 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 received this corrupt body from Adam and we received all of its, uh, all of its sin because we uh, inherited it from Adam and and all of its corruption. And yet the new Adam, he is, he, he has produced a heart within us that, that now longs for another world. And he will give us a body, which he, which we will, we will be able then to occupy that world. It reminds me a little bit of what Lewis talks about when he says that if I find within myself desires that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most logical explanation Mm -hmm. is that I am, I was made for another world. That's right. And so the beautiful promise of this, of scripture as reiterated in this theme Is that we were brought from the domain of darkness, the domain of sin, which is where ultimate chaos is. We were brought from that kingdom and we were transferred into the kingdom of his beloved son, the kingdom of light. And we anticipate and look forward to the culmination of that end. Our hearts have been regenerated. Like we're now beginning to be transformed, to be prepared to live in that kingdom. And we will see it in the future because Christ, our faithful high priest, our faithful new Moses will bring us home mm, and yep. we can bank on that promise. Amen. Yep. That's
3: good, man. Yeah. Thank you, Pete. This has been oh, dude, thank you is such a good this is a great so topic. I've never really thought about the wilderness theme throughout oh. scripture, but it's, I I'd have to say one of the points that, well, there's so many that stand out to me mm-hmm. just uh, as we are working through this, but I, I just love that picture. Uh, i know that for me a lot of times this is just a personal application i would say mm-hmm. but uh it, it's it is easy to get down and oh yeah and feel <laughs> sorrow and even at times if i'm honest hopelessness about mm-hmm. the way things mm-hmm. are yeah uh, but reading uh passages that speak to the theme of wilderness and how mm-hmm. jesus is not scared to go you into know? those places And even going into those places brings life is such a huge encouragement. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like, wow, thank you, Lord. That is a message of encouragement for me. Yeah,
0: that's right. Well, I
2: pray that that could be encouraging for all of us to know how awesome the God we serve is. It's, okay, it's beautiful and amazing. So man, well,
3: thank you brothers. Yeah. Man, we're yeah. looking forward good to topic. trees. Next I feel like time. I, i benefit Ooh, more geez. than our listeners Ooh. in oh, these man. things. That, was really, that yeah. was really Praise good. That was really
0: good. Yeah. So it is good that we remind each other. Of- yes. Yeah. yeah d- during fellowship, it is good that we, that, that's what we're made to do. Right. Like yep. this is what, this is God's means of grace is coming together, talking about the scriptures mm-hmm. uh, in fellowship in Koinonia. Yeah, uh, that's good. That's
3: awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we would love to have you join us in two weeks. When we do when our it is past Nathan's when birthday, we, when we cover the <laughs> final theme, no, I just kidding. I'm sure there's so many themes we yeah, can cover. We, but we uh, could do this series for a while. We'll do to. the the theme of trees. Yeah, mm. see how that plays out throughout Scripture. Yeah. And so, make sure to join us, and also send us any feedback. Um, yeah. Would you love for us to cover any any questions of the yeah. app? Questions if of the app or, yeah. criticisms of the app if, <laughs> if you need if, to, If
0: you're if your question is not good, you are not allowed to submit another one according <laughs> to the rule <senior> <laughs> I like it.
3: Well, we love you all and appreciate you and thank you for taking the time to listen. And hopefully, you've been built up and encouraged in the Word of God. God bless. Good night. Send us a message at feedback at shadowcastradio.com.
0: Follow us on Facebook and Instagram.
3: Check us out at shadowcastradio.com.